This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Brian Walker, President and CEO of Kansas Food Bank. Welcome to Issues 2022, Brian. Hey, how are you this morning? Good to have you with us again, and we've talked a couple of times over the years. So, uh, Sure. We're going to talk about the food bank this morning, and I'd like to ask you, when and how did this Kansas Food Bank get started? So we're about 40 years old, um, right around there. It started when um, there was a downturn in the aircraft industry, um, again, 40-some years ago. And um, at that time, the aircraft industry said, hey, we need to do something with the the folks that we were having to lay off and put on the street. And so basically the food bank was food bank was formed at that time. Um, the first year of operations, it was really just focused on uh, folks in the aircraft industry. And they distributed about 100,000 pounds for the whole year, right? So now we're at a po- uh, point we're doing about 16 million pounds a year, um, serving 85 counties of the state of Kansas um, out of Wichita. Wow. What year did you think that was? 40 years ago. Uh, yeah, 40 years ago. Okay. So like well, 1980, right at 40 years ago. So oh. I think it's 83 or something like that, 82, 83. You know, I've only been working in Wichita for about 52 years, and downturns in the economy at, during the aircraft industry, that happened about every seven or eight years, it seems. <laughs> right. <laughs> they would have a downtime. Okay. Sure. How long have you uh, How long have you been with the food bank then, Brian? Yeah, actually, it's been 25 years. It'll be 26 in... January, you know, I would have never, never have dreamed that, but you start, um, you know, we don't have a whole lot of turnover, our organization, and once you start um, getting into, uh, getting to work, and you're seeing the difference that you can make every day in, in our neighbors' lives by just making sure they have food on the table, it's just um, very rewarding, and you don't, you really don't want to go do anything else. How big a geographic area are you serving with the Kansas Food Bank? So Kansas is uh, 105 counties, and we serve 85 of those counties. So the northeast corner is is served by a sister food bank that we work with um, out of Kansas City called Harvesters. Um, we're part of the same organization, which is Feeding America, which is 200 food banks across the United States. Now, we're all independent. We have our own boards, our directors. Our decisions are made locally on how we operate. All the money stays locally. So we, what we say, we have the hard part of the state. So we serve, you know, most of the rural rural areas of the state, from the western part of the state to the southeast corner. You know, I want to say it's about seventy-two to seventy-five thousand square miles. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't have an exact number. Wow. So uh, we run about um, we run different rural delivery routes uh, all month long. So we deliver all the way to um, you know Goodland Colby area down to Elkhart hmm. and then Galena in the southeast corner of the state so cover a lot of miles distributing a lot of food how many people will you serve in a year's time Brian so it's about 215 215 unduplicated um, we serve in a year's time so we serve um, you know one in seven Kansans struggle with food insecurity uh, it's one in five children I believe right now that struggle with food insecurity um, so the, the numbers, you know, we see the numbers going because of going up. I mean, we've got numbers now that are actually higher than during COVID. Um, and we see a lot of families that are struggling because of, you know, it's just costing more to put money or gas in your tank, more at the grocery store. So, you know, they're working and they're trying to make ends meet. But, you know, if you're working um, at a lower wage job, you know, costing you twice as much to fill up your tank. I mean, that's tough to that's tough to work around, right? And so you have to start making choices. And one of those choices is um, 
I may need to pay my electric bill and I can't afford food or I need to, you know, take my child to the, the dentist. And so, you know, you forego food. And, and that's one of the reasons why I think we're seeing an increase in demand is just because, you know, it's rough and people are struggling. How do how do people get on the receiving end of your service? In other words, who are who are your clients? Who are your customers? Right. So, you know, the food bank. We if we were a retail world, we would kind of like be the where grocery warehouse. But we don't sell food, so we purchase and and collect donated food from all across the country, truck it into Kansas, and then we have a network of um, agency partners, hunger relief agencies that we work with. So. Overall, we have over 700 partners when you count our Food for Kids program, working with health departments. Um, but, the, you know, the basic when people think about hunger, you think about a church food pantry or a, a soup kitchen, um, you know, that number is, I want to say in Wichita is around, um, you know, it goes back and forth, but probably somewhere around uh, 50, 60 agencies. And we, you know, basically everything we have in the building to distribute is online, so they can go online, order the product they need, whether that be a case of green beans or it be, you know, a case of cereal, um, ground beef, you name it, they order it. We put their order together. And then those hunger partners distribute to the individual neighbor who may be, who may be coming to their, their pantry in need of assistance. Um, it's not a perfect system, but it's worked well for a number of years. The best part about it is... When they go to the individual partner or agency, they get to know them. So they may have other needs, right? Um, and so they can help them with those other needs. Our goal is to make sure all those places that we serve across our service area have the food they need. Now, we do run a number of programs that are our own program um, that we do direct service like mobile pantries and, and uh, food for kids program. But, uh, you know, our main thing is to make sure our hunger fighters out there have the food they need to feed their neighbors, whether you're in Sharon Springs or you're in Wichita, Kansas. I want to talk about those other programs here in just a minute. But, but uh, Brian, what's on the menu? What can people take home from the food bank to put on the table? Yeah, so, I mean, um, you know, we don't have a variety like a grocery store would have, but we always have, um, you know, stuff folks need for their meals. So, like, canned vegetables, canned fruit. We like to have meal extenders, so like a hamburger helper or a tuna helper. So if, if you know, you're giving them a pound of ground beef and you give them some hamburger helper, that stretches that meal, right, makes it go further. We also focus now on healthier items as well. Um, a large percentage of the folks that we are serving have, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, um, you know, heart disease, those kind of things. So we try to have, you know, no salt corn, no sugar, um, spaghetti sauce, whole grain pastas, so um, the meal, we're not trying to be the food police, but it, it makes healthier products available to them, um, which are more expensive in the grocery store. So they might, because they're looking, you know, how much, how much, how many meals can I make out of what I buy? And a lot of times that food that does that is not the best for them. And then we also um, take, have a real emphasis on fresh produce. We do millions and millions of pounds of fresh produce every year. We used to not even do a million pounds. And so that gives them a good mix for all the way from, you know, right now we have grapes and apples. We have mixed boxes of produce that 
So when you hand out a mixed box of produce, they get some squash and some leaf lettuce and some berries. So they get a, um, you know, a whole different mix of fresh produce. And that's, you know, that's our, one of the things we're really striving for now is to distribute as much fresh produce as we can to help, to help change their health as well. Right. We want to make sure they have food, but long-term to make, um, um, make real process in shortening the line of folks is we have to make sure that they're healthy, that they can, you know, that they can stay working. And so, Providing fresh produce is one way way to do that. Now, Thanksgiving's just around the corner. Are you doing anything special the, for Thanksgiving? Sure. You know, we always um, we always like to see that or make sure that we have the product um, so folks can have a Thanksgiving meal. Our friends at our friends at um, Cargill again donated a truckload of turkeys this year. Plus, we have hams, um, and so we've started distributing those this week. Um, you know, those will be distributed to pantries throughout um, our service area. So, you know, if somebody's in need of a Thanksgiving meal, um, you know, they could go, if they already go to a pantry, they can go to their regular pantry, or they can go to our website, um, click on Need Help, and it'll it'll take them to a, a list or a map of pantries that um, they can go to. And so, um, you know, even if we can provide them, you know, just that nice meal that um, we all sit down to every year that we don't think much about when we do. I mean, you know, we're just making their lives a little bit better for that one day. Not that every day they need food isn't important, but, you know, they get to celebrate like most all of us do without even thinking about it. You know, we've been doing news stories about bird flu and supply problems and the fact that uh, it looks like turkeys are almost, what, double in price this year. So that's very nice of Cargill to just provide a few birds for you. Yeah, sure. They've done that for a number of years, and and um, you know we know they're short this year. That's why we, you know, we're so happy we have hams too. So, um, you know, if we don't have enough turkeys, we always have nice whole hams that that folks can have with their Thanksgiving meal as well. So, um, we just want to make their that day um, a little more enjoyable for everybody. So, just how big a problem is is food shortage here in the Wichita area? Can you can you help us get our, get our hands around this? Right. So nobody, I mean, I mean, it's not like we're going to run out of food, right? I mean, um, you know, the problem is supply chain. So let's say we order a load of food that used, you know, we could turn it around and have it here in a week. You know, it may be two or three weeks out. So we have to plan for that. We have to plan that some items are just not available, right? So when I talked about, you know, trying to get different kinds of healthy items, so sometimes they're just not available, Um you know, pack sizes have changed. So instead of a company, you know, maybe has three different sizes of um, macaroni and cheese, right, that they, you can only get one size. So there's, um, you know, and so it has raised the cost, right? So um, that's the bigger deal is, you know, we see the same cost increases when we're buying our food as folks are seeing in the grocery stores. And so that's the biggest part is it is costing, um, you know, the food bank more and more to purchase food and donated food um, ever since the pandemic, ever since COVID, uh, the amount of donated food out there has been less and less. Um, and part of that has to do with continual supply chain problems, you know, um, so there's so many things that added to that. And so we haven't seen donated food take a, make a rebound so much. And then with the price increases, um, you know, it's it just really, um, I mean, quite honestly, we're just spending a lot of money right now <laughs> buying food to make sure people have um, the food they need. And then for us, um, you know, delivering that food and bringing that food into Wichita, 
you know, diesel prices through the roof. I mean, so that's costing us as well. And we don't sell food. We're not retail. So we don't have anybody that we can go to and say, well, hey, we're going to raise the price of yeah. our product, right? We don't. We don't sell food, so how are we going to do that? But, but what are your so, sources? What are your sources of financial help? How do you get money yeah, coming so, in? Here? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, all the, um, you know, all the big companies here in town are great corporate citizens of ours, and you know, not only us and what they do for the community, um, as well as we write a lot of grants nationally, um, and uh, we have a lot of folks um, like yourself that we that graciously send us their treasures and, and make sure we have, we have money to uh, operate and get the food um, that we need. And um, we're not a government organization. Um, and so we're not a United Way organization. And so we rely on um, our corporate friends and the community to support our work. You're uh, listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations. And our guest is Brian Walker, president and CEO of Kansas Food Bank. Let's talk uh, for a little bit, uh, Brian, about uh, a few of your services and programs. Tell me, what is what is stocking pantries? What's that all about? Yeah, so that, we spoke about that a little bit earlier. It's, okay. Um, so that's the main thing that we do is we want to make sure that we either get the food donated or purchase the food. So when um, you know one of your listeners that's listening thinks of their local food pantry, maybe at their church, maybe at a different organization where folks go to get uh, food assistance, that's what that program is for. So we have the food available um, to supply our hunger partners with the food they need. Now, it varies. I mean, some of those partners get all their food from us, and some of those partners may only get, you know, 10% of their food from us. But our goal is to make sure we have the food that we can get to those folks um, that are serving the end client, the neighbors that are visiting those those um, hunger relief agencies that the Folks are just struggling to put a meal on the table. So that is when we call stocking pantries, that's what we're talking about. And that also includes, you know, a soup kitchen where folks would go to get a meal, a rescue mission. Um, you know, um, what else am I trying to think of? Oh, domestic violence shelters. Just about anybody that has does hunger relief um, has a relationship with the food bank. Like I said, could be all their food or could just be a small portion. But that's our that's one of our main goals. Do you operate mobile pantries then? We do. So that's one of the programs that we operate ourselves. So in communities, uh, there's a couple different types. In, in the more rural communities where they may not have a fixed space pantry, we put together pre-made uh, boxes of food, add fresh produce to that, have some volunteers in that community. Our driver shows up drops the product off it's a just-in-time delivery they'll do a distribution to the to the folks that are hungry in that community the driver moves on down the road to the next site so that's one type of mobile pantry here in wichita and in our rural areas we run um, mobile pantries as well Um, in neighborhoods that we feel are underserved we'll run a mobile pantry and then we run just produce pantries because um you know, in some of the food deserts, food deserts in our community, which, you know, basically they don't have a, a large retail grocery store where folks can get produce and that kind of stuff, we'll run produce pantries. So uh, we show up with our truck, have pre-made boxes of different kinds of produce, you know, could be zucchini and grapes and apples and potatoes, and folks can come and, and just get a box of produce. So that's another type of mobile pantry that, that fills a niche. And then we also do senior mobile pantries where we just we do um, food distribution at a low-income senior housing project uh, uh, property. 
Uh, most of those are in the in uh, smaller towns, and we show up, distribute food, and then our driver gets back in his truck and he goes on to the next location. So, you know, that's a pretty new model. Mobile pantries are pretty new. They've been kind of developing over the last uh, three or four years, and that's a really good way to to um, hit a niche in a community that might be being missed or there's not enough food in that community to feed the folks that are hungry as well as, you know, in Wichita when we're looking at um, different neighborhoods that might be struggling more than others, a way to get food into into that neighborhood and help feed those neighbors. What is uh, Food for Kids? So our Food for Kids program, I believe, is year 15. Um, you know, we started that program um, thinking, um, you know, we were pretty smart when it comes to food. But, you know, 15 years ago, we really weren't thinking about what do these kids who get breakfast and lunch at school do over the weekends. So we started that program with a couple, um, you know, 100 kids or so now, um, 15 years ago, um, into a program that, you know, um, probably by the end of January will be, you know, roughly 350, 400 schools and 5,000 kids. We have a volunteer in, um, in, in different public schools who have signed up to be part of the program. They identify the children who they feel do not have enough food resources over the weekend. Um, you know, they talk to the student, um, you know, try to figure out what's going on. And if they, if a school says we have 60 students, um, we provide 60 packets of food. We don't want to know the children's name. We just want to make sure those food, those children have food over the weekend. Or if the school has two students, we'll provide a fat packet of food. Those packets of food are all purchase product. We have um, hundreds of volunteers that help us put those together. We get them out to the schools. The schools gets the food in the child backpack every Friday during the school year. And then that gives that child something to eat over the weekend so they're not um, worried about being hungry. They're not coming back to school on Monday hungry. They're coming back. They're ready to learn because they've had something in their belly um, over the weekend. You know, kids, um, through no fault of their own, are hungry. And uh, we're just trying to, with our partners and all those people that support that program, trying to make sure those kids that need food assistance over the weekend have it. Tell us about food recovery. So food recovery is, um, you know, an area that's growing, is still growing, um, you know, every day, although it's been around a while. But basically what that is, is on the, like the grocery store side, we pick up at almost every retail outlet, retail grocery outlet here in Wichita. We have our agency partners in the smaller communities pick up the retail outlet. And so it's still food that is very good. It's protein. It's fresh produce again. Uh, it may not be good enough to be on their produce shelf, but there's still nothing wrong with it. The apple may have a mark in it or, you know, something. Um, those retailers will save that product. It may be um, fresh meat out of the meat case that has a sell-by date, but the product is still good, so they freeze it. So we'll pick all that product up. We'll bring it back to the food bank. We'll sort it. We'll get that out to our agency partners. And then they can get um, that product into the, uh, the hands of somebody who is food insecure. And the, the, the double good thing about this program is not only we're we feeding a lot of people with it, it keeps that product out of the landfill, right? So that, that's product that years ago, I don't, want to, I don't want to sound like we're giving people product that's not any good. Yeah. But back in the day, that stuff would just go in the trash can. Well, we said, hey, this is great product. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it just because it doesn't look like you want it to look doesn't mean it's bad product, right? So we'll pick that up, bring that in, sort it, get it out to 
to our folks that need food assistance. And, you know, that just keeps growing and growing and growing. So you get that, you know, you can get product from restaurants and all that stuff. We call it, um, um, you know, it's rescuing, uh, it's rescuing, rescuing food and then giving that nutritious food to people. What is the Bob box? So a Bob box started a number of years ago. Um, you know, the number of seniors out in Western Kansas that struggle, that's probably one of our fastest growing numbers, um, of folks. And, um, you know, they, you know, hunger's not something that anybody talks about, and especially seniors. They don't, you know, um, really want folks to know they're hungry. They're worried about being taken out of their homes. They may be feeding their, their dog and cat instead of themselves. And and so years ago, we were saying, you know, who do seniors trust? And, you know, a staff member said, well, they trust Bob Dole. And, um, you know, so we, um, long story short, we named it a, um, a Bob Box. Uh, Senator Dole at the time helped um, support that program, get it started. And we stationed those boxes in health departments. Um, if they identify a senior that's coming to the health department that has um, nutritional needs, a box can be given to that senior freely. They don't even have to ask for it. Um, and so that to make sure that senior has food assistance. Most of the time, the seniors aren't folks that get a box every month. You know, they've had, you know, just something that's happened that month that they need food assistance. And so um, it's just a great way to help, um, you know, our seniors that have given so much, right, to all of us, um, just a way to help them out, make it with a little more dignity and they don't have to to worry about it, and they're just given a box freely so they have food on the table. How do you, uh, I assume that you've talked about volunteers. How important are volunteers to what you do, and, and how does a person become a volunteer? Yeah, so, um, you know, before COVID, and, you know, we're getting back into things running normal, um, you know, we would, it was thousands and thousands of volunteer hours um, every month. I think I think last month it was right at like 1,400 hours of volunteer service that folks put in. And they make our food for kids bags and they make our food boxes that we hand out. Um, you know, they, they rebag produce for us. Um, you know, they may open the mail, they answer the phones. So, I mean, if we had, if we had to pay somebody to do that, I mean, our costs would just go through the roof. I mean, volunteers save us um, lots of full-time equivalent. So we couldn't, I mean, we couldn't um, do it without them. There's just absolutely no way. To volunteer with us, they can go to our website, kansasfoodbank.org. There's a volunteer link. They can click on it. Schedule pops up of days and times that are open. So if that's for one or two people, if it's a group, um, they can call us at 265-3663, which is 265-FOOD, and we can get their group scheduled in, whether that be a group from a uh, a local business or a church group or, you know, we'll get them in here and get them so they can work together. And, and we, uh, quite honestly, you know, during COVID, we didn't have volunteers. So we, you know, we, all that stuff we had to purchase already done. So our food for kids packets, they were pre-made. So all that was costing us more money per packet, if that makes sense. So we're really glad to have volunteers back in here to put those packets together. It gets them involved with hunger, right? Um, you know, most most folks don't understand. Like I said, one in seven people are hungry. 
um, or one in five kids. So that's somebody sitting next to your your child in school. It might be somebody even in your office that you just don't know. There's something in their lives that's causing them to not have enough food on their table. It's, and, you know, it's something that folks don't talk about. So there's so, you know, people giving in their time is just as important as people giving other treasures to us because we Brian, couldn't do what we do without either one. And Brian, we're out of time. Thanks so much for being oh, with us. And best of luck to you here in the holiday season throughout the year. This is it. That's Brian Walker, President and CEO of the Kansas Food Bank. Steve McIntosh, we'll see you next week.